Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? Doing good, Henry. Happy to be here talking with you. Awesome. I'm also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how goes? How's it going, Henry? It goes well over here. Also happy to be here. Excellent. Today is September 16th, 2022. And today we're going to talk about Silicon 2022. Silicon is, of course, the big fandom convention in San Jose, and this happened just a few weeks ago, and we all went, and we're going to share our experiences to you all. Uh, So yeah, a little bit of background on Silicon. This is the convention that was formerly known as Silicon Valley Comic Con, and it was known as that for four years, 2016 through 2019. Then, of course, COVID hit and there was no convention in 2020. But then it came back as Silicon last year and then Silicon continued on this year. And uh, this year's convention is what we're going to focus on today. So let's talk about it. Silicon from Adam Savage. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we can kind of approach this the same way we approach movies and shows and talk a bit about what our expectations were and talk a little bit about what we liked and didn't like. Yeah. So before we set foot into the San Jose Convention Center, what were your expectations? What did you think you were in for for this year's Silicon? Uh, you want to start, Perfurio? Sure. So, you know, based off last year's um, experiences, this year I guess I didn't have that much, like, ex- expectations to, like, it being, like, a big you know, like, that big convention center compared to, like, you know, like, obviously San Diego, but, like, LA Comic Con or even WonderCon. But I was just looking forward to it because, you know, you guys were going to be there. Like, we had a good vibe of friends going, and, um, you know, it's right there in the Bay Area in San Jose. So I wasn't so much looking for or had that much expectations to what the floor, the exhibit floor was going to have and the panels um, that they were showing, but just, you know, being like in that environment with good folks and good vibes. So I think I was really much looking forward to that and just being like, okay, like, like I could be myself around all you guys and you guys know, uh, what I'm talking about when I mean like, oh, like, did you watch this show or have you read this comic or this, do you know about this character, you know? So 
I think it was just, yeah, looking forward to just having good vibes all around. Yeah, good call. I do agree. That was a lot of what I was looking forward to, the community feel mm-hmm. to it. You know, just spending a couple days with you guys and like-minded folks, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how about you, Christian? What were your expectations? Um, I definitely had a bit higher expectations this year that I think uh, I, I did for last year. Um, because like, I remember leading up to last year's, uh, we were in a very different place in the world then I think, especially with COVID and, uh, I think it was around the time the, I think the Delta variant was, uh, spreading throughout the world and, yeah. uh, summer of, uh, 2021. So a lot of guests backed out like last minute. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think, you know, we were all masked up. The uh, There was a lot of major fires going on along in uh, California around the same time. So we kind of had to be masked up outside because of the fires and inside because of COVID. Um, but it was really nice to, like, come together and still do it at the time. And it was like, it, you know, it was a very bright spot um, of the year. And I did have a lot of fun. Uh, regardless, because the vibe is just that good. The vibe is good, the people are great, and it's still just a lot of fun. Yeah. And so going into this year, um, I had, you know, my outlook on Comic-Cons and going back to these events was much brighter. The air was a lot cleaner out in San Jose. The uh, the guests were not canceling last minute due to COVID. Uh, the crowds were bigger, and so... I was going into it. I definitely had some like a bit higher expectations, you know, because I was hoping for like, you know, a bit more like this was the big return. Whereas last year was just, well, let's just make it happen because it we couldn't get it to happen last year. Got it. Yeah. And then, glad, and then you weren't going to come originally, Christian, but glad yeah. you, you made it. You made it through. I know. I'm really glad I made it this year because it it was a lot of fun and the vibe, the people, you know, it, uh-huh. it really does make make these conventions. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so just briefly on my expectations, I alluded to it a little bit before, but yeah, the one thing I was looking forward to the most is hanging out with you guys. Really, just just going to a convention with you all and just geeking out for, for, for a weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, that said, uh, yeah, this year going in felt vastly different from last year because last year it was like the first convention we had gone to in like ages. Right. And the pandemic was by no means over. So it was like, a comic convention that was happening during a pandemic, which was bizarre and it felt weird. And um, it was just unique in a lot of ways. Um, It felt good though. Like kind of what you're saying, Christian, it was like this special thing. We were all holed up. We were all isolated and we got to get out of the house and hang out with our people. And it was pretty special. Now cut to this year. 
at this point, you know, this happened in August 2020, August 2022. And just me personally, I had gone hard into convention going for the past like year or so. <laughs> I had attended New York Comic Con in fall of 2021. I attended WonderCon in Anaheim in spring of 2022. And I attended all five days of San Diego Comic-Con this past summer. So I had been doing it like big, right? Uh, so I knew that um, this wasn't like that caliber convention. Silicon wasn't like on, on that level. Um, I had been there. I had, I had, uh, I had, I had, I had experienced the, the, uh, the heights of these huge conventions coming back to the world and, uh, love them, love the experiences there. And I just, I, I knew this was just like, you know, a smaller scale thing. In addition to that, you know, all, all, uh, pop culture geese like us have, specific reasons for attending conventions and there, and there's a, a, a huge variety great diversity which is great um why do people go to these conventions so me personally it tends to be comic book collecting and um panels right like celebrity panels um those are probably the two things like you know top of my list um so in the aforementioned large conventions, there is a lot of that, right? Um, with Silicon, uh, you know, not as much. Uh, so definitely, you know, um, expectations were on the low side in that regard. I will add too that um, from the comic collecting angle, uh, quick shout out to Berkeley Comic Show. It's a small uh, comic convention that is held fairly regularly in Berkeley, California. And um, I, I get like my comic collecting fix pretty regularly there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting uh, to do like a whole lot of comic collecting at Silicon. Nor did I need to, because there are many outlets for me, obviously. Um, but yeah, just kind of framing it as, well, this wasn't something that was like the, the top thing I was looking forward to all year, you know. Um, and ultimately, like I've been saying, uh, uh, the thing I was looking forward to most is just hanging out, you know, chilling with you guys. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Let's get into some specifics. Uh, what did you enjoy the most about Silicon this year? Any thoughts? Uh, prefer you any, have any highlights to call yeah, out? I was looking forward to showing off my our, my cosplay. Like, yeah. So, yeah, so Saturday I dressed up as Neymar, um, you know, because of the Black Panther 2 trailer, I became an instant Neymar fan yeah um overnight <laughs> and so I really want to do yeah I really want to work on that costume but I did more of a version from the King in Black 
issues than like from the MCU version. And I got mistaken a lot as Aquaman. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, maybe I just have to wait until after Black Panther to see maybe more people get it. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> second day, uh, me and my partner Christian, yeah, we dressed up as Jesse and James from Team Rocket um, from Pokemon. And that was a lot of fun. And that got way more like people got it and stuff. I unfortunately lost one of my gloves. <laughs> um, I don't know when, but I lost one of my gloves. But that was a lot of fun getting that costume together. Like, actually like taking the time to like make the r on the on the shirt and just getting the wig and getting like the meow plus toy and just like yeah having fun and um yeah i think yeah so that was definitely one thing i loved about um that i was looking forward to was just showing off the cosplay and seeing what other people's cosplays were yeah, that was definitely a highlight for me, the cosplay. There were a lot of awesome costumes at the convention, and we all did show up in costume. Um, uh, Christian, why don't you tell us a little bit about your outfit? <laughs> all right. My, my cosplay this year was Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, Homer's yes. neighbor. Yes. Howdy doodly. <laughs> And that was uh, a lot of fun uh, to put together and walk around and just like say Simpsons quotes and, you know, have people say their favorite Ned, Le- Ned Flanders lines back at me <laughs> and call me neighborino <laughs> and like, oh, wow, you look just like Ned Flanders. <laughs> oh, man. And like I was talking to someone um who who is talking about all the intricacies of their costume and they said it took them like hundreds of hours and they and they asked me like oh how 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 long did it take you to get yours and it's like uh, not that long I, I put like very little effort at this I just look like this <laughs> but it turned out a little too well <laughs> but it came out so it came out so so well and I had a lot of fun just like walking around as this character so awesome you know i think i don't i don't you know because i remember like one year i did like um peter parker not i don't think not for comic-con but for like a halloween event and i think what's so hard when you're like cosplaying is like when people interact with you and you have to like be in character and interact with them back (laughs) like yeah, I, I I think that's really really hard. It it is pretty hard. Like, because sometimes you just kind of blank. Like they yeah. probably thought they see you and they think of the line, and yeah. like you're like, oh crap, how do I respond? I've seen this like many many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. How, what do I do? Like, um, I was the Riddler one year, and someone comes up to me and asks if I had any riddles for him, and I like. <laughs> I totally blanked <laughs> at the po- at that moment. I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I couldn't even ask what get what gets wetter as it dries. <laughs> like, because 
So it is kind of hard. So like a lot of times I just, as Ned, it, it's very easy to just go howdly doodly, oh. hidely ho, and just call people neighborinos. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, I dressed up as well. Um, I cosplay cosplayed as Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu, uh, both days on Saturday and Sunday. And on Sunday, I brought my son also. So Simon dressed as Thor. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun dressing up. Um, it was cool too, because um, there was another Shang-Chi cosplayer and um, we were, you know, kind of geeking out together. And, you know, that's what these conventions are all about, right? You know, like man, like-minded fans. And it's always good. It's always fun to like run into your cosplay doppelganger, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was another kind of cool moment on Sunday. Yeah, both myself and Simon were in costume. And um, oh, you guys know him. There was another name more at the convention. He was like yeah. the old school comics mm-hmm. name more. The shorts. Um, yeah. 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 He had very little on Speedo name more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he actually came up to me and and he he praised me on my costume and and my son's costume. And he said, like, oh, when uh, he, he is a son as well. And he said that um uh, like he got his son into cosplay around the age of, of, of Simon right now, you know? Um, and he said like it, it, uh, they, they've bonded over that. It's it's something they've bonded up over through the years. And, um, Mm -hmm. so he, he's just kind of highlighting how special it can be. So it was kind of a nice little, like, uh, parental moment there you know mm-hmm. uh so yeah that was nice it was nice i'm, I'm glad uh, we had that little interaction mm-hmm. so what else yeah the, the cosplay was great we all attended the uh um the masquerade the contest on saturday night right so we got to see a lot of cool costumes yeah the the costume contest that was cool yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah a lot of really good costumes there um the yeah. winner was the Min- Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. And someone walked by, like, the house was, um, it was, like, the full Winchester Mystery House was, like, kind of, like, waist height on them and, like, kind of came out in front in the back. Like, like imagine, like, a really, really big dress. Mm-hmm. And I think it, like, lit up, too, and everything. Like, there were, there were like, LEDs in there. Yeah. It was, it was pretty well made. It was phenomenal. It was actually so intricate that the cosplayer couldn't go onto the stage with it, right? She had to stay like just in front of the stage. It was very complicated. It was, <laughs> it was complex. Interesting choice for the the grand winner, though, because it was it wasn't really like a fandom cosplay, right? It was sort of a local flavor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, what's something different? Whereas, like, everyone else was usually from something. Like, yeah. you have, like, Spartans from Halo, or Godzilla was there, or, like, yeah. there was a really good one who was, like, the Punisher War Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was cool. I, I forget if uh, that guy won anything, but that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the only, like, non, like, comic book, 
you know, nerdy fandom type thing. Yeah. Definitely worthy. It was an amazing costume. But yeah, interesting that it wasn't really a fandom cosplay. <laughs> okay, what else? What else was good? Any other highlights to call out? I, I enjoyed the the panels that they had. I mean, you know, this was both a good and bad. I'll get to the plus side, but I enjoyed like the the celebrities they had. You know, I had I was binge watching the Expanse TV show on Amazon Prime to um, get into like the panel and hear about the cast. And thank God I did because I mean that show's amazing. I do. Mm. Highly recommend checking it out, but the panel was just really fun and great. And one of the 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 actresses, her name is um, Sharia. Oh my gosh, Shora! I Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I I'm gonna like butcher her name forever. But um, you know, she's done like she was the voice in like Mass Effect, and she was in the Punisher Netflix show um right i yeah i got to meet her got to do a celebrity autograph of her and ray park who was darth maul in the star wars movies yeah um so this is my first time getting celebrity autographs since the first silicon mm-hmm. um which was back in 2016 so i did two celebrity autographs and it was just really fun and awesome getting to interact with them. And yeah, um, yeah, those, I think, yeah, like, I'm trying to think, I feel like we went to another big panel, but those are the only ones I can remember at the moment. There. Oh, the Batwoman panel. Oh, yeah, we all went to that. That was like the first thing we all went to. Basically, yeah. Right? I was surprised how mm-hmm. empty that one was. Like, there was nobody there, but. I remember I was looking forward to last year, but I don't, I don't know why. I'm guessing because of, you know, the Delta variant, she canceled. But it was cool to finally she actually, like, you know, make up for it and actually get to see that, see her talk that, at yeah. that panel this year around. And so that was really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, she canceled pretty late in the game last year. And I felt like her showing up for this year's Silicon was pretty cool of her to do because um, she probably felt like, yeah, she may have let some folks down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, cool stuff. Um, yeah, I caught some of the Expanse panel, too, and um, that was cool. There's there's a cool camaraderie with uh, that whole team there. Um uh, one panel I want to call out was the Christopher Lloyd panel. I know, uh, Christian, you and I uh, attended this one. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. It was just like a lot of laughs. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of grew up watching a lot of Christopher Lloyd's movies. Like, I think the Back to the Future trilogy, most notably. Um, but... I can't remember the last time I watched a Christopher Lloyd movie, right? So he's an older guy. So I was definitely curious about like, oh, is he holding up okay these days? And and the way the panel started, man, I, I was wondering because he seemed very slow 
and forgetful and just kind of like not altogether there. Um, so it was a little bit concerning, but then he kind of, he kind of like got it together and um, he has, he still has a really sharp wit to him and he was really funny. So he was kind of funny on a number of levels. At first it was sort of a little off-putting funny in that he seemed like this like slightly senile old man, <laughs> but then uh, I think, I think some of his memories started to kick in and he had all these great old stories to tell and, and yeah, he was, like I said, he still had a real sharp wit to him and uh, was, it, it made for a really uh, a compelling panel discussion for Did, sure. Was the moderator the Mohawk girl? It was, yeah. yeah. Yep, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, did she, how was she at, at, uh, at she, that panel? I thought, I thought she, she was pretty, pretty good. good and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I we think all discussed this a little. Oh, real quick uh, on 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 the Mohawk girl. Um, I think we all discussed a little <laughs> bit during the convention, but we all felt like she's like getting better. You know, <laughs> um, we all had some gripes about our previous years, but I don't know. I think I think we all are finding she's she's getting better with her her moderating. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought she did pretty pretty well. Like I think yeah. with Christopher Lloyd also, like he's been in so many like iconic roles in movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like I imagine the questions came really, really quick and really, really easy. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much to talk about with his filmography. Yeah. And there like he had so many great like little stories too that she would yeah. just kind of like I think build off of. And like he did, did tell a great story um, about how he like almost rejected Doc Brown, and how yes. he threw the the script to Back to the Future in the trash. But it was like a friend that like convinced him, like, dude, you really should go back to Hollywood and do this movie, mm-hmm. because he wasn't getting a lot of work at the time, and he thought, okay, I'm just gonna go to New York and do theater, and that's gonna be my life as an actor. I'm gonna be a theater actor for the rest of my life. Film hasn't worked out for me, but they gave him the script for back to the future and like a friend had to convince him, and that kind of changed like the course of his entire life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I was going to bring that up too. You know, that was the most interesting story uh, about him. He literally threw the back to the future script into the garbage. (laughs) He took it, tossed it in the garbage and he was, he was going to pass on it. Um, And, uh, you know, thankfully for himself, for everyone, really, uh, he changed his mind. Uh, but yeah, like, he, he had a number of really cool stories like that. So made for an awesome panel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Any other uh, highlights you want to call out? Oh, yeah, I got I have a guest that I was really hyped to see this <laughs> year because um, he canceled last year. Um, it was Charles Martinet, the voice of Super Mario. Uh, I grew up playing a lot of his games, and like his voice is like so iconic as Mario. Everybody knows him, even if you haven't played any Mario game, you probably know the Wahoo. <laughs> and yes. so, like, I was really hyped to see him. I 
I brought my like copy of Super Mar- um, 3D All Stars for the Nintendo Switch and had them sign it, which had Super Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Galaxy on there. And it was really cool to watch his panel. Like he didn't even have a moderator; he just talked, and he was super entertaining and super lively. And, like, told stories about how he grew up in San Jose, what San Jose was like in, like, the 60s and 70s. And, like, how he kind of broke into acting through... He was, like, a theater actor, but, like, only really got work in corporate videos and, like, corporate things until he got the voice of Mario. And, like, did a lot of voice... And has pretty much stayed a voice actor since then. And so that was a lot of fun. There was a lot of energy to that panel. Like, of course, you know, I mean, Mario, some dedicated fans show up, like to show up and ask him questions about like th- different things he worked on, such as like the new Dragon Ball movie or uh, in Skyrim as well. And like, it's fun to he- see the voice actor do the voice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, you did the thing. <laughs> So that was a definite highlight for me. Did, did you? I, I think I, I went with you when you went to go to his autograph. Did you take a picture of him also? or? I did, yeah. He took a few pictures on my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Which the, he, he's never seen The Simpsons. I was all dressed up in Ned Flanders. But like his assistant, the you know, the person taking the photo. Oh my God, are you Ned Flanders? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Hey, so he's never wait. So he's never seen The Simpsons. Nah, he never watched The Simpsons. Uh, I think you know. I think by that time he just he kind of he said he just like he never really like got into it. I think. That's that's just He's so, probably a little older by that time, and probably we kind of just missed the boat on it a bit. I guess it just sounds that just sounds so weird, just because I feel like, you know, because The Simpsons is a lot of like voice work. I would just yeah. think like, you know, he would he would have watched it or something. But that's just so yeah. I don't know. I find that so interesting. Or at this point, but a guest on The Simpsons because it seems yeah. like everybody's been <laughs> yeah. a guest on The Simpsons at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe so more kind of surprising. There's no Mario. <laughs> maybe more interestingly than that, this is something you brought up, Christian. So apparently, not only has he not seen The Simpsons, but he actually hasn't really played any Mario games either, right? He said he played a little bit, but he said he was never very good um, at playing video games, and I think because like of the like he cuz he grew up in like the 60s and 70s and into the into the 80s so i think that like he played it because he was in it and he said he wasn't that good and just kind of probably played a little bit of it he did have some very vivid memories about the games and did like i think because he worked with it and so like when people would ask him about the games he would respond with like very specific examples but he said like ah hey, you know I was just, I think he's, he's just not really much of a gamer himself, mm-hmm. even though he's so like tied to the industry. Yeah. Like, so it is kind of interesting, but I meant, but maybe because he's around it so much, maybe in his off time, 
you know, he probably is other, you know, other things that he likes to do yeah. as well, you know. And he did mention being really, really into theater. So I imagine that's, uh, he probably goes to theater and that's probably like a passion of his as mm, well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. funny how you just default to like, oh, you must be crazy in the games. You must be like the best Super Mario Brothers player of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, yeah. it's mm -hmm. quite, quite uh, different. The opposite. <laughs> quite the opposite. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can start shifting gears a bit. Anything we want to call out as a low light? Anything you didn't like about uh, Silicon this year? You know, like, I think I have, yeah, I have a few things. But, you know, I talked about, like, how I enjoyed the panels. I enjoyed the celebrity panels. But I felt like outside of the celebrity panels, there wasn't any other, like, cool panels, like, um, I don't know. Wait, was did did you guys go to like a comedy panel or something? We I think we ended up skipping year. that. We all okay. went last year, but I don't think any of us not this year. This year's okay comedy panel. But I I I just felt like there wasn't like any really cool panels to check out. A lot of them were like makers panels, like how to build stuff, you know. And that's how a lot of the exhibit floor was dedicated to. I feel like at least like fifteen percent of the exhibit floor was like dedicated to like the make the makers first is what Adam Savage calls it, you know, to like yeah. for like cosplayers to like build like props or um costume designs or anything like that. And I I I think that's cool if you're into that, but um, yeah, like I was just I, I didn't care for it, so that's why I was like, eh, I I don't care for this like makers first, um, like design, you know? Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit, okay? So. Um, we definitely got a taste of this last year. Last year was a much smaller scale convention than years past. And um, not a huge surprise. We were right in the thick of COVID-19. Um, but then cut to this year and the, um, the, the guest list was leveled up. And um, there was a you know, bigger attendance expected and all these things. Um, and certainly, you know, we've been calling out some great panels we attended. The panels were definitely better than last year. Well, I, like you've been saying, Perfirio, the celebrity panels were better. Mm -hmm. um, but the non-celebrity panels were very maker focused and again like we, what you mentioned Perfirio, the exhibit floor was very maker focused and it felt like silicon really is leaning into this maker aspect of fandom which is great um but it's it's a pretty small percentage of fandom it's a it's a niche fandom, really, right? It's like um, how 
we look at cosplay as a segment of fandom and maker the maker verse whatever you want to call it is like a a uh, a subset of a subset basically right <laughs> it, so yeah we're talking you know a very a niche aspect of fandom and i think that's cool but look we're all veterans of this convention and uh the earlier years of silicon svcc were much larger scale and they did address like kind of a a bigger scope of fandom right it was it was more of a situation like oh it doesn't matter what you're into you're gonna find something awesome for you at this con right mm-hmm. um not so much now right um yeah it, now it's a little bit hit or miss you know i think we we're fortunate there were some guests we were into some panels we were into um so we walked away at the end of the day pretty stoked about our experiences um but i don't know more and more it feels like it's a niche con and um it's getting tougher to really connect with stuff that you're really into. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Preferio. Yo, look, we both cosplay. We all, all three of us, we cosplay. Um, but we're not so into it that we're like making our costumes, right? We kind of piece together stuff um, from the internet and whatnot. Um, but we're not, we're not. Uh, you know, busting out the tools, busting out the foam. <laughs> we're, we're not at that level, right? Uh, so I don't know. It, it feels in a way that the con is is sort of becoming less and less for us specifically. I don't know. Uh, any thoughts on that? Christian, any thoughts there? Yeah, like I definitely feel what you guys mean, how it feels like it's it's a little too specifically focused now and how it was better when it was broader and it felt like it attracted more people like the makers with the maker verse and cosplay was like, like front and center, like in the middle of the floor where like several tables where you could build props and they had a lot of different workshops on how to build props. And just about every panel was maker focus, cosplay focus, how to do this with foam how to do this with your cosplay. Like the schedule was packed with that. And I do think it was like a little too narrow. Mm-hmm. And like, I liked the idea that you could, I like the tables aspect of it. Um, I didn't really participate in any, any of it, but I, I like that it was there and that you could make a prop or you could, you know, do a little bit of arts and crafts. Um, but I, I think that they should have like pulled back from that and kind of moved into that just comic bookness because we all cosplayed. We love cosplay and we, we do it every year, but the fact that, and like, I think with us, like, um, it, you know, even though we're in a cosplay, it felt like it was too cosplay focused. And I think there's kind of a level of cosplay where if you are working on that level, you're spending hundreds of hours on mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. You know, on your cause on, on your cosplay, not everyone has that kind of time. 
Um, not everyone has that that level, or it's just not really what the costume calls for. Like, I was Ned Flanders, and so, like, there's no real foam or anything really involved with that costume. I'm a sweater and a shirt. <laughs> and that's that's it, you know? And so, like, there was really nothing for my cosplay specifically there that i that i would i I would like really work with yeah and so that 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 i think part was a bit disappointing like i i kind of hope they kind of pull back a bit and kind of go lean a bit back more towards what they used to do which is a mix of a little bit of everything cosplay focused but we also have comic books we have your anime we have video games you know Mm -hmm. like like broaden the field to broaden the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, going off what you said, Christian. Like, you know, for a comic con, there weren't any comic vendors. Like, yeah, that was disappointing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, you know, I remember like they were like, you know, because you know, every comic con you go to, there's always like like comic vendor that's like, oh, like. Um, we have trades or single issues like 30, 50% off, you know? And so I remember there were like a few comics. I was like, okay, like I'm going to go to one of those like booths and get this comic, this comic. And I was keeping my eye out f- for that. And I just found like, I, I found like, you know, there were s- a few like vendors that had like single issues, but there was just like nobody, no, not one single vendor that was like selling like graphic novels or anything like that. And I was just very like, I was yeah, pretty disappointed. Let me just straight up say it like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was only one real comic vendor there. And like when I asked about graphic novels, it was like a small box. You know, or of like any trades, any graphic novel. No, we got like a small box right there. Because it's just one vendor, you know? Whereas before, there would be, like, a few. Yeah. And, like, one, yeah. Time, one time there'd be a manga vendor. There would be, like, several graphic novel vendors, several single-issue vendors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, just real quick, shout-out to that one vendor. Uh, it, they are Chris's Comics in Fremont. And, uh, yeah, I spent some time there awesome people mm-hmm. and had a pretty cool selection. Um, but yeah, they did. Yeah. I agree. It is kind of disappointing that that was really the one vendor. I think some other vendors had some comics, but it was really the only one that was like comics focused. Uh, so yeah, kind of not cool. Uh, and oh, speaking of the exhibit floor, um, this was kind of telling too. So, oh yeah, a, a little compare and contrast. Uh, Perfurio, you and I attended WonderCon <laughs> earlier yeah. this year, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you and I bas- basically spent like Saturday of WonderCon together. Mm-hmm. And um, we were on the exhibit floor there pretty much the whole time, right? And dude, I, we barely got through like half of it, right? We were there all day and we we didn't even like scratch the service really Mm-mm. right yeah i think i only saw like because you know like some of it was like fan art and i think like the other half was comics and i didn't even go to like the comic section yet yeah yeah it was really big really awesome um cut to silicon 
And um, the three of us basically started the convention on Saturday with um, like cosplay photos, uh, the Batwoman panel and exploring the exhibit floor, right? And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say we we checked out the whole floor in like one hour. Does mm-hmm. that sound about right? <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not like going in detail, spending a lot of time at every booth, but we we scanned everything in like an hour. <laughs> and we were pretty much like, that's it. <laughs> you know we're here all weekend and like this was supposed to be like one of the big things we wanted to spend a lot of time at right and it was kind of like oh man that's it wow yeah like you know compared to previous years there were just like what like four like areas that they totally closed off like in previous years like there was like a whole like artist alley you know, as you're entering the, the building, you know, that artist alley, like in the left side of the mm-hmm. of the exhibit floor, and then all the way to the right, you know, where they used to have like panels. Also, there was like, you know, where you find like the the Legion 501 and stuff. And they had like, you know, like the arcade games down below on the first floor. Yeah and like that was all missing uh like and this time it was just like one like just just like the main like space of the convention center and and like like we said like 15 percent of it was like towards like the makers verse and um like one thing i love about comic cons is the fan art i am such a sucker for fan art and even then, I felt like it was lackluster. Like, there wasn't that much, like, fan art vendors. And even to go, even, like, to take even, like, a stronger step, they're just, like, not vendors that I was, like, used to seeing every year at Silicon. Yeah. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of a bummer in that regard. And you know what came to mind? You know, this convention is and has always been at the San Jose Convention Center. So it's a big venue. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned, Perfirio, a lot of it was unused, right? A lot of what they used before was just empty. And uh, so it's it's almost a bit of a ruse, right? Because they have this huge space. And guess what, folks? Uh, the prices were such that they were sort of advertising a big scale convention like years past. Um, but yeah, it really wasn't just because it was at the San Jose Convention Center and just because you're, you're paying a pretty big ticket price um, didn't uh, result in the big convention experience, right? It was like we've been saying uh, more of a niche convention. Uh, so, um, I think that's fine and, and great, but, uh, we, we were kind of, uh, we were kind of sold like a different story in a way, right? (laughs) We're, we're made to expect one thing and we're given something else a little bit. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a little disappointment in, 
in that respect, I guess you could say. You, you know, like, yeah, like, um, I, I do kind of trash on the makers verse, but Simon had fun, it looked like, at the makers verse. That's true. Yeah. So like Sunday was kind of family day. Uh, I just let him do his thing. And um, yeah, the the center of the exhibit floor was completely blocked off all these tables and just all these materials to make stuff on. Right. And Simon spent a lot of time there and he definitely enjoyed himself. Um, Simon also definitely enjoyed himself at the virtual reality <laughs> gaming booth oh my god uh he had a blast there and he was just cracking people up because he was he was so convinced that what he was seeing through those vr goggles was really happening <laughs> that he just got incredibly excited and amped up and uh yeah everyone there the people working the booth the people online waiting from the finish there everyone was just laughing hysterically so he, he was putting on a show he definitely had fun he had a blast <laughs> and christian had his uh soda person there oh yeah well bill soda i'm glad they come through every year i always i bring my cup i always forget it the first day but remember the second day <laughs> what year did you get that cup again I think it was year two, year two or year three. Uh Um, I got it and you can like bring it each year uh, back. You just pay like (laughs) five bucks and you get like free refills or as many refills as you want with that like $5 cover. And the root beer is really good. So (laughs) like you definitely like drink till you're sick of soda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I think I mentioned this for our podcast review of Silicon last year, um, but you know, you know, big props to all the vendors and all the guests and all the attendees. Adam Savage himself, you know, uh, I don't want to like diminish uh, his efforts or the efforts of of uh, all that showed up. You know, I think um, it was a great experience for a lot of folks. Um, but look, we are the Comic Sauce Podcast. We are a comics podcast. And uh, for comics people, yeah, there's, there's definitely something lacking with this convention, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, if for nothing else, just disclaimer, know, know what you're getting into. I know a lot of conventions you know, here there's like a fan convention and um, you hear this certain, you know, fairly big name guests are going to be there. And instantly you're like, oh, yeah, let's go like Comic-Con. Let's let's do this. Right. Um, but uh, not all cons are the same. And there there are different focuses and et cetera. Uh, so, yeah, just just. Uh, be, be forewarned you know that the, the silicon really is is big time leaning into the maker thing um so it's not the same convention it was before and it's not the same convention that a lot of people are aware of like uh, namely the, the the bigger name conventions that a lot of folks are familiar with right so 
public service announcement or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Know, know, what, uh, know what's going down. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention was I was kind of questioning if this convention was going to return at all. So the fact that it existed at all this year was a big plus. And I'm glad we were able to go. I'm glad we all had fun and got to hang out. Um, maybe now's a good time to to talk a little bit about what's next. Do you think there's going to be a Silicon next year? Uh, if so, what to expect? That sort of thing. What do you guys think? Wait, hang on. Before we move on, I just want to say, like, one thing I did not like about Silicon was the food. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teriyaki <laughs> bowls that look Te- gross. <laughs> oh, God. The teriyaki bowls are disgusting. I should have, I probably would have just been better off if I had just, like, walked a few blocks to go get Jack in the Box. You know? Mm-hmm. But The bacon yeah. dogs are good. <laughs> for, for for a uh, a little stand outside, the bacon dogs were all right. Oh go. my gosh! Yeah, we should. I should have just done that. Yeah, yeah. The convention center food was definitely a gamble. Um, if you went with the teriyaki bowl, you you came up on the wrong side. <laughs> uh, I got the sandwich, which was which was not bad. Uh, so, like I said, it was a bit of a gamble. And either way, you were paying pretty much for the convention center food anyway. So, yeah, that was not a highlight. I agree. The food in the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about ne- next year? What uh-huh. do you guys think? Are we going? Are we going next year? Is there going to be one? If there is, are we going? <laughs> What's it going to be? What do you think? I think there's going to be one next year. Um it seemed like the turnout was pretty good this year. Um, it seemed like bigger than last year's. And it seems like, uh, hopefully, I would like to think that there's like kind of a momentum building with Silicon. And that next year will be bigger. I think that like it's been growing in some ways, but also shrinking in others over the past. That we've kind of noticed just kind of generally after year two or three. I think it, we kind of noticed it started getting a little smaller, a little smaller. Um, whereas this felt kind of bigger in some way, in some ways, bigger guests, more people, even if the floor itself was smaller, they're also, so hopefully they'll kind of broaden it back up outside of the Makerverse. have the Makerverse still be a part of it, still have the tables, but hopefully just more vendors, more comics and like more, uh, a little more of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. right on yeah i you know <laughs> we keep saying how bad silicon has been for the past few years but if they're gonna have another silicon next year i'm i'm down to go like i do you wonder if there is gonna be a silicon because i feel like the people who do go are like the ones who are just like you know like it's the only Bay Area convention for now until San Francisco um, Fan Expo comes out in November. So yeah. maybe people are just going right now just because it's the only um, Comic Con. But um, if they happen next year, I'll, pro- I'll, I'll probably go. You know, it's just 
we've gone every year since the first year and i think it's a fun little tradition i think like that's why i said at the top of the hour like that i just enjoy like going with you guys whether it's going to be a good or bad experience i think just the people you go with it's going to be good vibes and good energy good call yeah interestingly you did mention uh san francisco fan expo because uh, i had some thoughts there because the bay area convention scene has been interesting over the years because for a while the bay area did have a big time convention wondercon wondercon was previously in the bay area uh their last year was 2011 i believe and there was a void there was something missing there was not a big time comic convention in the bay area for years and this con then known as silicon valley comic con was kind of a revelation started in 2016 and all of a sudden like we had a big con that we could all go to and there were big name guests and there was something for everyone and it was awesome. So we made it a tradition. The three of us have gone every year and, you know, Perfurio, Christian, if you guys go, I'll go next year, next year also. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm in, come in. Yeah. Um, it's just like you're saying, Perfurio, it's, it's become a cold tradition. Uh, that said, though, uh, these last couple of years, it's it's become more of a niche con and kind of not my thing so much. And unlike last year and 2020, uh, there was nothing else, right? But someone was paying attention because uh, the SFN Expo is happening in a couple months and it does seem to directly uh, address this void, right? There, I am sure there are people noticing that Silicon isn't exactly for everyone. It's not for all fans. It's not like how SVCC used to be. So there's a void there. And I think they're going to lean into that. They're, they're going big. There are huge guests at this thing. And I'm expecting a pretty awesome exhibit floor so um this might be uh uh like i said addressing that void and maybe becoming uh what silicon used to be right uh so something to keep our eyes on for sure <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see where where things go uh the bay area has yeah, it's kind of been up and down. It 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 ha has had the big con, but you know, look at what's happened in San Diego, San Diego and New York. I mean, San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con are like institutions for lengthy periods of time, right? They don't have like these cons popping up now and then, going away after a few years and coming back, and who knows what, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from henry 
Porfirio and Christian.